Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast. And in this one, we are going to take a look at the layout and physical description of the Behringer Zenix 302. Now, Behringer, uh, as you guys know, makes this little three-channel USB mixer as a very compact and very well-integrated little mixing console. And I have one because not only did I use one for a long time, but I know that it's a mixer that works. And um, I am going to give you a little bit of a layout of how this mixer works. Um, let me take care of this uh, message here quick. So let's go ahead and get started. So when you unbox your mixer, which if you have not seen that episode where I unbox the Behringer 302 mixers, I would encourage you to go back to my podcast episode list and take a good look at what the mixers come with, which I will go ahead and kind of describe again in case you happen to be listening to this podcast and you don't want to go back and look. This Behringer 302 mixer comes with the mixer itself. It comes with the wall adapter, which if you wanted to use it on uh, stage just as a mixer console, not with the computer, but on stage you could. So all you'd have to do is connect the USB part to the mixer and then uh, connect the USB end that you would normally connect to a PC into the wall or into the uh, power adapter. And then the power adapter goes into the wall just like that. Now, another thing that this thing comes with, and you really won't need it too much, is it does come with your manual. And of course, since I got three of them for a really good, decently low price, it actually ended up going out very, very well. I have one sitting over to the uh, right, and that one, or to the left of me, excuse me, that acts as my Windows box mixer, or uh, it could be for another Mac, it could be really for anything else. Um, and then I also have a third one that is used as a traveling board. And it sits underneath my desk. This one tends to sit where the Mac Mini is. And when my Behringer 1204 gets here, I'm going to move it off to the side, probably somewhere over here, um, onto another part of the desk in case I were to need it. So where the Rockville RHB70 is sitting, I'm going to end up taking that out because the Windows box isn't going to be there. Uh, anymore. So I'm going to end up taking this little Behringer 302 and putting it over there so that way it can be kept in a nice environment and I don't have to, you know, put it underneath the desk uh, and my desk won't look crammed. But um, that's the basic stuff that this mixer comes with. Now, to give you a little physical description, when Behringer says that this mixer is small, they are not kidding. 
this thing is very small. And I think that's what attracted me to this mixer years ago and what still attracts me even today. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. So starting on the top on the very left is what is your um, XLR slash quarter inch. So right now I have a Behringer XM8500. There we go. Microphone connected to this. And this is the microphone that I use when I'm traveling, even when I'm here at home. When I'm traveling, what I like about this little mic is it is very easy to travel with. And I think that that works extremely well for traveling with. And it uh, sounds good. And it works really good with this mixer. Okay. So this is a... A, a, a combination jack so you would use this if you know you had either an XLR or a quarter inch mic to put into this you know your quarter inch mics uh, as stated are primarily used for um, your karaoke mics but if you had one that you wanted to connect to this you could then uh, to the right of that is what is called your two-track connector. That is used for if you want to connect like a keyboard or a guitar. We're not going to go over that too much in this one, uh, primarily because I don't use this board for instrument playback, but it does work for that, and it works fairly decently good. Uh, no complaints there. So to the right of that, you also have a um, line in jack. So your left is on the top and your right is on the bottom. So you're just going to have to know, you know, what cable is what. Um, and uh, best way to do it is to have a device connected. You know, if you're blind, it's very easy to do. Um, to connect your lining cable. So you need an RCA, dual RCA stereo to 3.5 inch. So you're going to want to keep that in mind. To the right of that is a pair of jacks that can be used for a um, recorder. And I can kind of show you this. Um, so I'll just connect this up to the uh, line or to this pair of jacks. They have a name for them, but I don't remember what they're called. I'm going to back away from the mic, grab the uh, LSP4. And of course the mic jack is on the bottom. And I don't know how this mixer works with this recorder because I've never used it with this particular LSP4, but we'll go ahead and try this and see how it does. So this is a test with the LSP4 and this little thing. Well, obviously that is very loud. <laughs> 
that is extremely loud. But you do get the idea. It does work. Um, I think if I were to maybe turn on auto gain, it might be a little bit better. So, because the way that it outputs through external devices is sounding, it sounds a little bit different. Uh, we're going to put it to auto. So we'll hit menu. Now we'll try recording something. Testing one, two, three. That is still loud, but no matter. But the fact that that does work, you can use this uh, to connect to, oh, I don't know, like a line-in jack of a computer, you know, a microphone jack if you wanted to record that way. Um, and I'm just going to connect this back to the line-in portion because that's what it's used for. And obviously it's connected back. Um, and then to the right of that, you have two jacks. The one on the top is a 3.5 inch mic jack. Now I can't demonstrate that because I don't have any headsets that work with that. So got to keep that in mind. Um, I don't have any headsets that, that really work with that too much. Um, in fact, I don't have any headsets that work with that at all. But you can connect a headset as long as it has a mono mic, and it should work fine. I've done that before, and um, it does work. Maybe I'll try to find one and, and maybe demonstrate how it works. So then, um, below all that, you have some controls. On the uh, right below your XLR, slash quarter inch jack your combination jack is your mic gain so right now I have it all the way up because on Mac it sounds good like that and I can easily get away with it on Windows um, on uh, Windows um, so um, I'll, I'll go ahead and demonstrate that I don't know why I just said on Windows but here's the mic gain all the way up and I can turn it down a little bit and uh, it still sounds pretty decent but I like it like this because it makes it sound good um, then you have a group of buttons your first one controls your two track the second one controls your USB which I can demonstrate I'll just put a music track on um, Uh, I'll just put a music track on. So the the song is playing, but you can't hear it. But if I hit this button, the second one, not the first one, the second one, now it's rooted through. So if I hit it, it's down, and obviously it's going through the headphones. If I hit the button again, it goes to where it can be recorded. It goes through the USB audio portion, the interface portion of this mixer. So I'll unroot that and turn the mixer back down.
Okay, so um, that's the second button. The third button is actually very interesting because it has to do with the fact of... Um, it has to do with your line-in portion, which I'm not going to demonstrate. But um, you you do have control over whether that goes through your headphones or goes through the mix portion. And I've used that before. Um, those who have been on Team Talk with me, you guys would have heard a demonstration of that. So obviously, when it's up, you can be you can it, can it can be heard. Excuse me. It can be heard when it's down. It can also be heard as well. Then to the right of that is your headphone volume. So obviously you set that to whatever you want. Um, you know you can turn it down like that or like this, or you can turn it up a little bit. So you play with that. You put it to whatever you want. You know it's no big deal. So, um, to me, I have it set at a good level, and to me, it sounds good. Okay, then below that, you get into some interesting things. Um, you have analog sliders. Uh, these are faders to fade certain parts of the um, uh, microphone and then certain parts of the built-in USB interface. So, the first set is for your microphone so from left to right you have bass here's mic bass of course with my voice it sounds terrible but with yours you might have a good success with that but with mine uh, just does not sound good at all um, and it doesn't so then you go to the right of that there is your treble and these have nice clicks to them as well if you listen real close So you know right if you're in the middle. Um, so, you know, that's real nice. So then to the right of that is your pan. And obviously, since Mac recognizes it immediately as a stereo device, you can hear this. Now on Windows, you can get the stereo portion to work, but you do have to go into your sound control panel, and you have to essentially tell it that this is a stereo device. So keep that in mind. So here's your left. Up is left. Here's your center. It's got a nice click. And then here's right. So we'll go ahead and put it back in the center. Then you have controls for your interface portion. So the USB portion that's connected to your computer. Bass, treble, and then pan left and right. Then below that, you have um, three knobs. Your first one is your mic volume. So yeah, I can turn that down. And I can turn it back up again, all the way up. Below that, or to the right of that, excuse me, is your mix volume. So this is your volume that controls essentially what is, um, what do you want to call that? Essentially, what's played back through the uh, USB audio codec sound card, which is how Windows and Mac recognize it. So, um, it controls basically how loud 
it is. Um, you know how loud it will go through on the recording or chat software that you're using. To the right of that, that is your volume for the two-track, um, if I remember properly. Um, so you'll want to keep that in mind. Um, obviously, people would have that turned all the way up, which is what I've done here. But you can you can choose literally whatever you want. So keep that in mind. And literally, we've gone through the whole mixer. The only thing that we haven't really touched on is the lights. Um, there are light controls uh, or light controls. There's little light bulbs uh, that are on this mixer. Uh, little nice little, little LED, I think is what these are, uh, lightings to where you can tell what your levels are, if you can see. So you want to keep that in mind that when you feel these little light things, that's what those are used for is to tell you what levels what. But essentially, guys, that's it. And as a Behringer 302 owner, I couldn't be more happy with this mixer. Um, it does a phenomenal job for what the cost is. If you buy the mixer itself, let's say you have microphone pair headphones to go with it, it's about $49 US and you'll have to convert that to Canadian or Australian or UK pounds, whatever um, you know currency your country uses. Now if you buy the kit, uh, the Behringer Podcast or Podcast Studio 2, um, it comes with the mixer, a mic, um, which is this actual microphone right here, headphones, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you can essentially use, um, you know, that kit and the price of it, at least in us is about $139. So you want to keep that in mind when you buy this mixer. Um, you can either get it standalone or you can get it with a kit. Sweetwater sells both of them and they have both of them in stock a lot because um, a lot of people tend to buy them. And so that's essentially how that works. Now on the back, on the very left, is your sticker that has the serial number. I forgot to mention these things. So on the back is your serial number. And then on the right is your USB Type-B connector. So that's what it uses. You can read on Sweetwater, and it tells you exactly what type of connector it uses. So you want to be aware of those things. Um, and, guys, that's essentially it. And we're going to go ahead and get off of here. And um, go ahead and say goodbye for now, guys. But that's a little de uh, demonstration and a little sound demo and a little tutorial on this Behringer 302. It's very easy to connect. When you connect it to Mac, it just shows up in your output device list as USB audio codec, which I've gone ahead and that's what it's set to right now. On Windows, you let it install the driver. Now, also... On Windows, you have to set the recording part of it up, and so you're going to want to be aware of those things. Um, but essentially, guys, that's it. And um, I'll go ahead and say goodbye, guys, for now. And we're going to go ahead and get off of here. <laughs>